0: Hi, ladies. You're now listening to the Mature Podcast, where we talk all things healing and walking into our purpose. After grief or trauma, I'm your host, Christicia Stormy. Let's get into it. Hey, ladies. It's your host, Christicia Stormy, and you are listening to the Mature Podcast. Thank you for joining us this evening. We are now at episode three. I see we're moving right along, huh? So, today's topic is going to be on surviving multiple loss at once. And I felt like this is a pretty decent topic to talk about today, being that we are, well, I don't know if we're at the end of the pandemic or if we're still in the middle of the pandemic. Listen, I have no idea, but I do know within the past two and a half years, we've all suffered at least one loss. And as we all know, grieving doesn't just involve a loved one. It can be a loss of anything that affects you emotionally and mentally, right? Whether it's a loved one, whether it's a job, a relationship, a pet, um, a car, your home, anything, any type of loss, friendship, any type of loss is really grief. And like I was saying, during this pandemic, we've all suffered, right? And I know right before the pandemic is when I lost my brother and it seemed like right when i thought that you know things were mellowing out i was re- reaching stage 5 of my grief which w- which is acceptance something else hit me <laughs> um february of this year the day before my mom's birthday we lost my aunt and to be honest with you i haven't really took the time to actually grieve And I know you guys are like, what? You're always telling us, feel the feels, allow yourself to go through the emotions, understand your grief. And this is all well and true, but I'm human just like you are. I haven't really sat down and let my emotions out. Of course, yeah, I've cried multiple times. I miss her every day, but I haven't actually decided to start. The grief process. And I felt like now is the best time. Now that I have this platform and I can actually go through my grief and let you all see it and let you all understand what it's like to actually go through each stage and understand each stage and feel each stage, right? I felt like, you know, I have a small audience now and this is the perfect time to show everyone exactly what I mean when I say Feel each feel, understand each concept of your grief, right? Okay, so I was really close with my aunt growing up. I um, was with her all the time. Like, I I never wanted to stay home. I would call my aunt, I would make up excuses just to go with her. I remember one time, and you know, I'm in my 30s now. And my childhood memories are very few and far between. (laughs) Like, I can't remember too much of my childhood. But I do remember one day my aunt and I were going to Winn-Dixie. I probably was about six. I know I couldn't have been any older than seven. But I think I was about six. And we were walking in the grocery store. And... (laughs) I literally stopped in the middle of the store and I said, hey, auntie, you have cheese in your butt. And I literally pulled it out, her her skirt out of her butt and she was so embarrassed. <laughs> but hey, I was six. I didn't know. I, was, I thought I was helping. Her. I didn't want to walk around the store, you know, with a little cheesy booty. <laughs> but um, that's just one of the memories that I can think of now that doesn't hurt. It just makes me laugh and think about. Our bond and our relationship. Um, she used to have a Grand Am car. Um, I don't. I don't know who makes it. Pontiac, I think. I don't know. But anywho, I used to literally sit in the middle console. I didn't sit in the seat, the passenger seat, or the back seat. I sat in the middle console because that's just how close I wanted to be to her. Like she was everything to me growing up. Um, of course, as I got older, you know, got a family, got married, had children. So we were still pretty close, but I moved away, so we weren't as close as we used to be, but still pretty close, right? So when she got sick, um, she died from complications of COVID. She got COVID um, in October of last year, and everything just went down here from there, in which I know that's a common story for a lot of people. I mean, you know, we've all lost someone that we know, even if it wasn't a close family member or a close friend, we all know someone or is connected to someone who died due to complications of COVID, right? COVID is just, you know, it really came in and showed us who was boss. Um, but when she got sick, you know, I went home and I saw her. She got better for a while. Then she got sick again, went to the hospital and got COVID again in the hospital. Crazy, right? Yeah. And that last time, it was like, you know, she was tired. And we, we get selfish at times. And we don't want to let it go. You know, we don't want to lose our loved one. But at the same time, it's their battle. It's their fight. And when they're tired, they're tired. And she was really tired. And to be honest, I think the reason that I am at peace with this situation is because she suffered. And we watched her suffer. And the last thing you want to do is see a loved one suffer. The last thing you want to do is actually see them go downhill. It's the worst feeling in the world. It's like watching them deteriorate. And, you know, no one wants to see that. So I honestly believe that that's why I'm really kind of, I won't say not grieving because I am, but I think I'm more at peace with that because I know she's not suffering anymore. I know she's okay. Right. You understand? You get that? Yeah. So yesterday was a horrible day. Like, I felt like anything that could go wrong did go wrong on yesterday. And all of a sudden I scrolled through Facebook and one of my aunt's best friends posted a picture of her. And I literally spiraled into a frenzy of tears. Like, I mean, I cried like I did when I walked in the funeral and saw her laying in the casket cry. Like it was horrible yesterday. And I realized that I haven't cried like this since the funeral. She died the end of March. I mean, the end of February, so her funeral was the first week of March. And I realized I had not cried like that since the funeral. I realized, although I think about her consistently all the time, I never actually let those emotions out. I never actually went through the stage of denial, which is stage one. I never did. When she died, she was in hospice for three days. And we were, the whole family were there. We literally stayed at hospice with her the entire time. We all took turns spending the night Um, throughout the day. We all sat there with her. We let her know that she was not alone. And so when she died, we were still there. We were all there. So there was really no, I guess I was thinking to myself at the time, there was no need for me to go through my denial stage because I saw it. But That's not true. I still have to get through the denial stage. I still have to try to trick my brain, right? I still have to deny the fact that she's not here. So I have to understand when I go back down South Florida to visit family, she's not going to be there. But in my mind, I feel like she will be. I don't feel like She's gone, although I did see it and I didn't know I was there, but I still neglected my denial stage. And so now I realize yesterday, really yesterday, I realized, hey, I'm starting my grief process. I'm starting this journey. I'm now walking into stage one, which is denial that I've been talking about. I am now at the point where this isn't real. Like there's no way that my aunt could be gone. She was the glue that held the family together. Once my grandma died about 15 years ago, my aunt stepped in. She held us together. She coordinated family events. She she was the mediator. She was the praying warrior. She was the one that we all leaned on, the one that we all turned to. And now she's gone. And I guess because I never in a million years thought that she would ever leave. And I know that may sound crazy, but she was, like I said, the pillar of the family. When anyone got sick, when anyone died, she literally took control of everything. She took care of everyone. My mom had um, eight brothers and sisters, and now there's only three left, my mom and two brothers. So when all of the other siblings got sick, Aunt Shirley was the one who stepped in and took care of her siblings. She was the one that stepped in and took care of everything. When it was time to make funeral arrangements, we all called her. No one really knew how to do it on their own, but she did it. When it was time to have family gatherings, we went to her house. We, we called her. She, she cooked. She coordinated everything. We didn't have to do anything. She was the glue that held us together. And I guess in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, well, when I you know, go back home to visit, which will be next week because one of my little cousins is graduating, in the back of my mind, I feel like she's still going to be there. In the back of my mind, I feel like when I get home, I'll see her. And she'll get my two kids and she'll take them to the um, jetty and feed the birds bread, right? Because that's, that's their thing. That's what they do. They love going with Aunt Shirley and feeding the birds. And I think that's what's really pushing me through because in my mind, she's still home. In my mind, she's not gone. In my mind, she was the strongest person I know. She is the strongest person I know. So she beat COVID to me in my mind, in my stage of denial, she's still here. But like I said, when I go home next week, reality is going to set in. And then I will need to process this stage of denial. I'm going to need to try and understand that you have not allowed yourself to grieve properly. So when this thing hits you, it's going to hit you like a train wreck. And that's what I really wanted to avoid. When we hold in our emotions, when we don't let them out, when we pretend like they're not there, they're going to eventually resurface. They have to. You can't continue to hold things in forever. I don't care what, what you think, what you say, how you process it. You cannot hold things in forever. Just like a balloon or or a jug of water, anything, it will overflow. And once it overflows, it explodes or it, or it, it um, leaks, whatever the case may be. But you cannot keep everything bottled in. Because when you do, when it's time to release it, it's just gonna be like hell a tornado, a tsunami or something. It's just gonna, it's just gonna explode. And so in order to prevent that from happening next week, I'm going to take the steps of denial, right? Because right now, if you think about it, I'm really going through one of the steps of denial, which is avoidance. And that's one of the major steps in denial. We avoid the situation because if we don't think about it, if we don't feel it, then it's not real, right? Even though we know it's real, but if we don't think about it, then how can it be real? If we avoid it at all costs, if we pretend like it's not there, how can we know that it's real, right? So right now that I guess I've been going through the avoidance of it for what two months, two, two and a half, three months. And now I'm coming to the point where I have to face this. I have to say, you know, hey, this is real. And how do you feel about it? I have to understand how I feel. I need to process how I feel. Yes, I'm hurt. Yes, I'm sad. But right now, I'm not angry, and we all know anger is stage two. I'm not there yet because I'm not angry i'm not I'm not mad, but I'm really hurt, and I'm sad, and I keep trying to avoid it and not think about it. so I keep myself busy and I know a lot of people do that when we're grieving, we keep ourselves busy. We try to find other things to do, anything to keep our mind off whatever it is that we're going through. Right? We we don't want to think. I mean, come on, think about it. I literally just lost my brother two and a half years ago. And it's not even two and a half. Like I'm literally at year three. His birthday is July 1st, and that'll be three years to the day. I just reached my acceptance stage. I I'm just able to smile again and I got hit with another woman. And it's like not like someone that, you know, I know of. It's not someone that, you know, I know her, but we're not really close. I know her, but we're not really friends. I lost my aunt. And we're a close-knit family. So it's like I lost another mom. And, you know, we can't control grief. We can't control when we lose someone. We can't control when we hurt, right? We can't control any of this. So I guess my defense mechanism kicked in. It's like my brain must have told me, listen, we cannot handle this at the same time. So let's just sit in stage one. Let's just sit in denial for a while, right? We can say that. My brain just defended me and said, let's just sit here for a while. Let's marinate in denial. Let's give you time to process it. Let's give you time to, to, to move on. We're not gonna do it just just yet. We're not gonna leap into the next stage. Let's just sit here in denial for a while. Let's give you time to process it, right? That's what happened. I'm processing it. I'm I'm avoiding it at this point. I'm in my denial stage, but I'm telling myself now, hey, I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to get to the anger stage, and anger doesn't necessarily have to be. Oh, I'm mad. I'm going to tear some shit down. I'm, I, I, I want answers because there's no answers to get. It. We know what happened. So my anger stage can be directed towards what? Sickness, illness, health issues. Hell, COVID. We all can relate to that. I don't know anybody that's not afraid. I mean, that's not angry with COVID. I mean, whether you lost someone close to you due to COVID, your life changed because COVID. You either lost your job. You either lost um, social events. Um, we all were stuck in our house for what? How many months? I don't even remember, like six months. We we like, we like lost a lot because of COVID. So my anger is not directed at the fact that I lost my aunt. My anger is direct, directed at COVID. Like, damn, you came in like a thief in the night and took things from us that we could never get back, right? So now I have to work through the anger because that's where I'm going. And I'm I'm just cruising along my journey. Right. I'm cruising along. And now I'm going to stop at anger. And I'm going to take that frustration out on COVID. I'm going to get upset with COVID because I can't get upset with my aunt because she tried her best. She fought as much as she could. Right. So right now I need to process anger. Right. I need to 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 do what it is to relieve the anger. And when I'm angry, when I'm upset, I like to shop, right? I, I'm going to be honest, I'm a shopper. So if I'm upset, I want to go to the store. If I'm upset, I sometimes even want to go to the gym. So this week, or well, the remainder of this week, I'm going to do that. I'm going to shop. I'm going to go and get on the treadmill at the gym. I'm going to walk the neighborhood, do a little bit more shopping. And of course, and Lord, forgive me for saying, for forgetting to say this. I'm going to get in my Bible. Because there's to me and no offense to anyone that's not Christian Baptist. But to me, the best way to heal a broken heart, the best way to relieve anger is to get closer to God. is to to get understanding and answers from him. So for the next week, that's what I'm going to do. Because I want to move past my anger stage as well. And I don't like to wallow in anger because who wants to be mad all the time? I mean, that's like the most miserable thing ever. I refuse to sit here and just be mad all day, every day, right? So my anger stage, I am going to shop, read my Bible, get on my knees and pray more than more than ever. And I'm going to exercise. So I want you all to follow me on Instagram at The Mature Podcast, and I'm going to take you along my anger stage with me. I really want you guys to walk with me and understand how I process and get through the stages of grief. Again, my Instagram is The Matured Podcast, and I will be taking you along my journey of anger, stage two, really, since so it's not really a journey, it's just, stage two of anger right okay of grief sorry um so i will end that here and like i say don't forget to follow me on instagram so you can come along with that journey and until next time sis make sure you love on yourself your loved ones and really understand that we're not here forever bye sis